Welcome to Make It A Great Day, The Power of Positivity. Ryan Lee coming to you live and direct. Gonna be a great day. Continuing on with our incredible series around leading during this pandemic. Another great leader I had the chance to talk with, Eric Gill, who is the CEO of Point S Gills Tire and Auto Repair. Great company, obviously a company that is spending a lot of time still face to face. And how do you manage through that? Again, um, just such an incredible, incredible story about perseverance and really making a dent in all of his team members' lives. I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, let's jump in and talk with Eric. Thanks. Well, welcome to Make It a Great Day, The Power of Positivity. Ryan Lee coming to you live and direct on a beautiful Thursday. Another incredible opportunity to spend some time with a great friend and an incredible leader, Eric Gill, who is CEO of Gill's Point S Tire and Auto Repair. And Eric is joining me today to talk a little bit about what life is like um, in the pandemic and how to continue to manage through that. So Eric, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me, Ryan, appreciate it. Having a great day so far? I am, I uh, saw it came out early, the sun was back after uh, one day of rain. So I think we all got used to that uh, beautiful weather we've had the last couple of days, so it was nice. I know. I feel like sometimes when the rain comes, it feels like we're paying our dues, but um, that sun, when it shines bright, we are so appreciative of it here in the Northwest. Absolutely. Well, perfect. Well, um, Eric, for those of us that don't know, obviously I'm, I'm blessed to know, but just to kind of start us off, would love just a quick 30 second explanation of kind of who Point S Tire and Auto Repair is, um, just to kind of kick that off would be great. Yeah, so um, my stores are all in Oregon. We have uh, 17 stores, and we do uh, automotive repair and uh, new tire installation. Um, we've been in the market for about 50 years. I've been in the business for about 20, and uh, we just do a great job of being your local um, auto repair and kind of we like to say one-stop shop for what your car needs to keep it going uh, safe and sound down the road. That's awesome. And one of the things you said is it's been around for 50, you've been in at 20. What brought you into being a part of Point S? Why, why Point S? Yeah, so uh, my family uh, was in the uh, uh, tire business, mostly in the giant tire retread. So we had a manufacturer in, in Portland and in Los Angeles. And when I uh, got out of school, I had an accounting and marketing degree and, and worked in that field just a little while. And then... Um, climbed the ladder at Target stores. So I got into retail, really enjoyed retail. And then when I went back into the family business, um, I didn't love um, manufacturing. So I had an opportunity to buy a uh, retail store up in the Dalles and, and just kind of grew it from there. And I've always liked the uh, public and retail and the speed at which you get to see decisions have an impact on your business and, and it fit my uh, personality well. That's awesome. Well, speaking of speed and impact, um, I mean, we definitely are in a very unique time and um, I've had the blessing of being in one of your stores before and do definitely know that we get to see people and meet with people and, and see some things. And um, just in general, would love to hear a little bit about kind of what have been some of the larger challenges and kind of what have you guys changed and shifted um, to still create a great customer experience, knowing that obviously um, there's some new rules and restrictions um, that you have to follow. Yeah, so Ryan, um, we were uh, deemed as an essential business. Uh, we do take care of a lot of, um, obviously, vehicles that are out there uh, taking care of the, the community, everything from police cars to ambulances to 
fire trucks in addition to people trying to get to and from their work of wherever it may be, whether they're medical providers or so well, we've been open to the whole thing. Um, we haven't really curtailed much. We've shortened our hours a little bit on Saturdays. But some of the interesting thing is, as this thing kind of blindsided us all at some level, is um, what I felt like my role as a leader and what seemed to be what my team needed was really that reassurance of um, confidence that we had a plan forward. So even though uh, I think at least most of the people I've talked to, none of us had a plan for it because it was just so kind of crazy, you know, I mean, it was just like making it up day by day and, and, and the information was information overload. But, uh, you know, that first week or two is we realized we just need new policies to even deal with this. I mean, dealing with internal, um, how we're going to deal with it. If it hits one of our stores, how do we uh, make sure that our customers are safe and feel safe and are safe? Um, you know, and then obviously there was a lot of kind of laws that came out about, you know, what was do's and don'ts and, and then there was the uh, trying to procure all of the uh, safety equipment you needed, you know, everything from toilet paper to disinfection and uh, wipes and all that stuff. So it was just a crazy um, time that first couple of weeks. And what I was just blown away is what my team was able to do and rally. And it really made us stronger as a team. I'd love to, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, kind of what, are, what are some things that, just really maybe surprised you or saw some people step up when you say that that has really allowed for you guys to be stronger together. Yeah. So, you know, each part of this um, pandemic kind of has brought in or brought up uh, things that we need to do. So let's just take the uh, personal protection wear and sanitation um, thing that we had to kind of overcome and how are we going to make sure that we sanitize cars that we were in out of, how do we sanitize counters um, you know, we maybe have been a little bit slower to the party, but we weren't first in line at Walmart to, to get the last hundred, um, hand sanitizers. So we quickly learned that some of our local customers, uh, we have stores in a lot of rural towns were distilleries and they were already, um, quickly making hand sanitizers. So we have hand sanitizers made by Ben distillery, Madras distillery, Hood River distillery, and, um, talk about the teamwork. We have one guy that's kind of in charge of special projects and buying stuff. He contacted all those guys, got bulk orders ready for us. We picked it up with our own delivery trucks, brought them back. He repackaged them and make them care packages for all the stores. So all of a sudden within that first week, we had care packages that were kind of, a, I think everybody's excited to see their care package. And he did a great job of, you know, literally bundling them up like a Christmas present and uh, sent them out from, from our headquarters all to all the stores. And again, I had everything that the stores needed to make sure along with procedures. So, you know, we had one guy named Brad that just really stepped up and um, made the stores feel special and that they were getting what they needed to, to make sure that we could execute, you know, the plan that we put forth to um, be safe with customers and employees. That is awesome. I always think it's such an amazing thing. And you know me, I, I love that opportunity, not challenges and seeing how things change, but just the entrepreneurship and just the thought process, as you mentioned, the distilleries and then thinking about how you can do care packages. Um, even the toughest times, I think humanity really shows through. Um, and I think you can bring up some really good points on that. When you think about humanity and you think about yourself as a leader, as you talked about that calmness, are there some specific things that you've learned about yourself during this that maybe have surprised you or um, maybe certain things have come out more um, as you've been faced with something that I would agree with you a thousand percent 
nobody planned for and nobody had a playbook for. Yeah, you know what what I um, learned is how much um, being a leader and communicating with your team is important to your team. I think, you know, we, for the most part, do that, whether it's an annual basis or a weekly basis, depending on, you know, your, your organization. But, you know, and I always felt like we, we did a good job on communicating kind of more um, demands of the business. So whether it's a sales forecast or a new procedure or a new widget we're trying to learn, but we never uh, in the past had taken as much time as I think probably has become evident that it's important to is, is on the human side of things. So I do now a Sunday uh, gills uh, tire update. So kind of the, the gills group gets a, a Sunday morning email from me and, you know, the email is kind of whatever's on my mind and it's always putting a positive twist. So, you know, the first Sunday I did it was probably a bit, a bit a month ago and I took um, every manager and assistant manager. So we have, you know, I was 35 and we have some overhead. So we had about 40 call outs in that email, um, just thanking everybody for something they'd done that last week or two to make the team better. And so, you know, after that one, it kind of set the bar that, gosh, you know, not only does he appreciate what we're doing, but, you know, I get to see all these other great ideas that are happening around the company. So then, you know, the next, the next one was talking about how, you know, financially we were in a good position going into this and that we were, felt very comfortable that we were going to ride the weather and we had made a decision not to cut people's salary. Um, and instead our, our technique was to make sure that we were um, cutting back people that were extra in our organization that were maybe new hires. And so what was, what that was doing was our key leadership team felt comfortable that they weren't going to get cut neither their pay nor their job. And the way we had approached it was that each manager got the, the decision to lay off a couple people and we explained that, you know, laying people off wasn't a personal attack or wasn't going to put anyone in a, a horrible position that there was, you know, a safety net for them with unemployment and all that stuff. So kind of explaining that, that the path forward for our company um, seemed to give them a sense of security and then camaraderie. And uh, it was kind of interesting that it, uh, so many of the responses were just proud to be a part of the team. And again, I didn't think I'd done much special other than just communicate more on a human approach rather than, Hey, this is uh, the new widget we're trying to learn, or this is the new sales forecast. Um, and then the, the last thing I did last weekend, which um, was reforecasted, we reforecasted um, by two or three weeks ago for what are we in April now and forecasted about 25% down. So people had a, a shot of making goals because I think goals are really important. And then uh, this last week I just, made the decision that we were going to honor those goals for budget and for bonus purposes, because we seem to be making the goals now. And so, and then the third quarter or the first quarter, I gave everybody a 5% revenue uh, bonus. So basically it forced anybody who was on pace to make first quarter to make it. So, you know, again, just giving the team feeling like, gosh, we're, we're still going to win through this whole thing and it's not going to kill me. And, and, so all of a sudden, when we get to the second uh, half of the year, I feel like everybody's going to be in a position that they're excited to finish out what could be a, a really solid year. I think that's such a great example of great servant leadership, um, understanding on when to invest and when not to. I think so many people will run um, and get away as quickly as they can and put themselves first. And obviously, you had the opposite approach of putting the team first and really um, 
pushing back in. And I think that's uh, very commendable and really respect that. As you talked about that communication side of something that you, know, you kind of did, but now you're in that rhythm. Are there some other things that you've noticed that have come up that even through all this, when we're done, that maybe you've learned that you might change within the business um, since having to go through this, that actually might also be some benefits coming through other than some of the different communication stuff you just described? Yeah. So uh, from a functionality, um, we had just started to experiment with uh, online scheduling, online selling, kind of moving our business, which is, I think, a very traditional retailer, obviously with a service component. It's, it can't be completely transaction online. Uh, at some point, we normally see, need to see vehicles. But um, the uh, mindset was accelerated that, gosh, I can schedule online. And yes, I can um, pay online and I can actually maybe even order some stuff online. And so uh, maybe uh, everyone's caught up in the Amazon um, world right now. And, you know, Amazon doesn't work on cars that I'm aware of. So, um, yeah. you know, people are, people are on their computers a lot. So uh, we're able to kind of um, uh, bring that mentality into our business. And it's been, what's interesting is even though our volume's down a little bit, um, and I go in and visit the stores, the stores are actually being run more efficiently and more orderly because all of a sudden we now know that uh, Mr. Lee is coming in at 12 o'clock with his brand new Ferrari. Just kidding, Brian. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you just, you kind of know and you expect it. And when you walk in, you, you kind of know that, oh, you know, Mr. Lee's here and we, we know he's doing an oil change and, and it's just a very calm transaction rather than feeling like, gosh, who's this? What do they want? You know, and, and it's, it's really brought a sense of calm. And so I'm kind of excited to see if we can continue to develop this, um, uh, a little more orderly scheduling and um, customer service because it, it's people value their time. Nobody enjoys sitting in a tire store for a couple hours. And uh, this is allowing them to plan their day a little better as well. That's awesome. And it sounds like too, that, that gift of appreciation as you described right there with that customer experience. Um, it's funny how things like this refocus us sometimes and remembering really what matters and it, it's a gift that they're coming in and let's let's look at it like that not as a burden so i think that that's an awesome awesome perspective well eric i think you've shared such great insights with us the only last thing i have on my list um, that you know i love are their quotes and um, i know you've got a great one as well i'd love to hear what's one quote that you always refer back to at times and, and leverage uh, throughout your life yeah, so this quote came from a guy that I worked for one of my first jobs out of college. And his expression, he was a pretty hard-driven guy and very goal-oriented. And his quote was always to me is, the only place you coast is downhill. And so um, I've always used that, you know, and it's a good visual that if you're coasting, you are going downhill. But if you think about that in the uh, the, the business world, probably it's not where you want to go. So uh we've used this opportunity to make sure we're not coasting and that we're making sure we're planning for the future. And, and we're excited about the changes that are happening in our, our industry and, and in, in the environment, actually. That's great. Well, I know our listeners will get a lot out of this. Um, I also know time is extremely valuable and really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and share some of that. And I hope anybody in the greater state of Oregon that potentially needs any opportunity for their vehicle uh, will come see how much appreciation Point has for you. So thank you so much, Eric, uh, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks for what you're doing for uh, the greater business community of Oregon and South Post Washington. Have a great day. Thanks.